Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. Listen, at the end of my teaching time, Pastor Austin's going to join, and we're going to have a, a Q&A time. And uh, man, so appreciated the questions that came in in our last gathering. Looking forward to hanging out with you and uh, just trying to be helpful with any questions you send in. But right now, I have a question for you, all right? You ready for it? Between now and the end of the year, how many would say, I want to be closer to Jesus at the end of 2021 even more than I am now, you know? 2021, I, I heard someone say a couple of days ago looking at COVID and the politics south of the border and they're just seeing all that's happening and already in 2021, they said, I'm already looking forward to 2022. But listen, before we get too rough on 2021, how about this? How about it's an adventure that God wants to do with us, and he promises to give us his presence, his protection, productivity, and purpose, all right? That's exactly what he promised to Abram. Now, we're in a series that Pastor Jonathan started us on last weekend about closeness, closeness with God, and being comfortable with that closeness. You know, it, it was just the norm. For Adam and Eve, our first ancestors, created with that closeness to their creator. But of course, they weren't robots and they were tempted and gave in to go their own way and try and find fulfillment other than with closeness with God. And they, they met, were you with Pastor Jonathan last weekend? They broke the reflection of God in their lives. They broke rulership that God wanted them to have on planet Earth. And how many look around the world and say rulership still is broken today? But right then, God began to promise that he would restore closeness. And he, he, he told Adam and Eve a little bit about it. He revealed more as time went on. By the time you come in Genesis, the first book of the Bible, to Abram, God says, I'm inviting you to partner with me and I'll give you my, my presence, my uh, protection. I'll give you productivity and I'll give you purpose. And watch how what God promises Abram, he promises you and me as we go into our future, all right? God says to Abram, first of all, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land. I will show you. I like that. God's saying, I'm going to be personally involved in guiding your life. I will show you. And isn't that what Jesus promised us? He said, I'll be with you. Never leave you. Never forsake you. Whatever goes on in the world, I'm going to be with you to the end of the world. All right? Second promise that God gives Abram that we also get from Jesus. He says, I'll make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. There's productivity. All right? 
productivity. You're, you're going to be fruitful and multiply. And through your descendants, there's going to be multiplication, productivity that's going to happen from your life, Abram. And isn't that what Jesus promises us? He says, you know, when you remain in me and I remain in you, you're going to bear much fruit. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to be productive in your life. And then the third promise to Abram, and I and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. There's protection. I got your back, Abram. I, I'm, I'm caring for you. My eyes are on you. I'm going to protect you, give you what you need with anything that you deal with going forward. And it didn't Jesus promise that? He said to his people, he said, you know, uh, you're part of my plan taking the gospel to the ends of the world. And he, and he says, nothing, even that worse that hell will throw against you as my people, it will not stop my purposes from being fulfilled. I've got you. I'm going to protect you. And then fourth, I will, all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. What a purpose. That's the same purpose we have, right? Jesus said, I want you to go into all the world, bring the good news, all the people that you bring the good news to, that say yes to me, they're going to be blessed. They're going to be blessed to hear the plan of forgiveness and eternal life that I have for them. And so, listen, what about looking at 2021 as an adventure where you're just constantly downloading the presence of God, the protection of God, his productivity in your life this year, fulfilling his purposes this year? Wouldn't that be an adventure? <laughs> Let's go with Abraham. He's a great example for us as to how to live this out, all right? Let's go on this adventure with Abram now. Genesis 12, Abram traveled. By the way, Abram, we call him Abraham because later God changed his name, and that's a message in itself, but that's the explanation. Abram traveled throughout the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So... He built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. Now, what's going on here? Well, he's left Ur, and he's moved out to Shechem, and he's never been here before. It's a new place geographically in his life. And he's just saying, God, I want to know your presence here in this new place in my life. And then, next verses. From there, he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So he's got this altar he's already built, but now why is he building another? Because he's at a new place geographically, but in a new place in his life, a new place in taking steps to fulfilling the purposes of God. And he's saying, God, I need you. I need you more than yesterday. I need you in this new place in my life. You know, what you notice here is that wherever Abraham pitched a tent, he built an altar. Now, what does that mean? Well, a tent speaks of our current stage of life. Here's where I'm at, Lord. I've come to a new place. I'm in a new school. I'm at a new job. I'm in a new year for sure. I'm at a new stage of life. And God, I need you here. I need you here. That's what building an altar is all about. The tent speaks of our current place, stage, but the altar is updating closeness in that new place. God, I, I surrender to you who I have become. All right, so what about just getting ready to pray this at the end? 
God, wherever I pitch a tent in 2021, I want to build an altar. Wherever I pitch my tent in 2021, I'll build an altar. Whatever new experiences, new relationships, new places. You know, I was talking to um, one of our teenagers, uh, a school student, and, uh, and uh, this past week, and I just said, you know, I, I would have dedicated you. And just to see you growing up and making the faith of your parents your own faith, because you could tell he, he was following Jesus, thankful that his parents showed him the way, but he wasn't following Jesus because his parents did, but because he was standing on his own two feet spiritually. You know, teenagers and young adults were told that's the time where they're most likely to disengage from the faith community. Sometimes nothing against Jesus or God, just he becomes secondary in their life. They don't build an altar. I've been telling kids for years, when you go to university, build an altar. Make sure you say, Jesus, in this new season of my life, this educational experience, help me know of your truth. And I'll tell them, how do you build an altar? Well, you find the most brilliant Christian minds who have written about the area that you're studying, whatever art, sciences, whatever, trade, whatever, you find people that processed it as with God's truth. And, and, and that just helps you say, oh, I, I see how this is done at this particular stage in my life. And then, you know, there, there's singlehood. When you're single, Lord, I build an altar to you, trust you in this stage of my life. If you get married... Oh, that's a radical change, just sharing life that close with another person. I mean, you know, someone, someone said it this way. I heard them say, uh, getting married is a lot like a phone call in the middle of the night. First you get the ring, and then you wake up. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know how many times in my marriage to Esther that we have had to come to new understanding, a new place, a new trust of God for a new season of our marriage, of our relationship. Just building an altar there. Children come along. How many of they take over? It just reshuffles everything. And you just have to figure out, how, okay, in this, how do we have this closeness with God, but also set a good example spiritually for our, our children? And so you, you establish something that keeps you close to God in that particular challenging stage. See, every age or stage of life, Let's just at the end of the teaching time just say, God, I, I want to be close to you here. I build a new altar that represents who I've become. I'm a different person than I was pre-COVID. And God, I bring this stage, this, this state of my life before you. I build an altar here. All right, so God promises Abraham his presence. And Abram responds by saying, God, I want your presence. He builds an altar. But God also promises him his protection. And uh, <laughs> Abram, let me just warn you, he had real problems downloading God's protection. You know, you ever have problems downloading something on your computer? This was the one that Abram had a tough time with. All right, it starts out well enough. Let's look at this. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife, Sarai, see, she got her name changed too. It became Sarah later on. There's meaning in that. We're not going to get to that today. Sarai, look, 
you are a very beautiful woman. So it starts out well enough, right? It's, it's romantic, actually. I could just picture, I was just thinking this past week, you know, Abram on his camel looking over at Sarah on her camel, and Abram looks over and says, you know what, Sarah, you're beautiful. And she just looks back at him and flashes her dark Middle Eastern eyes and says, oh, thank you, Amy, baby, you know? And then Abram's not done. He says, want to go down to Egypt? But then it goes downhill. Let's keep reading. Next verse. He says, you're beautiful, so when the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him, then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. Do you see it? Instead of downloading God's protection, God, I'm facing this, and, and I'm starting to get anxiety attacks thinking about it. Instead of that, he, he, he downloads fear. Downloads fear. But you know what I love about Abram is that when he would mess up, he would get it right. Look at the next verse. So Abram left Egypt because he got kicked out of Egypt by Pharaoh when Pharaoh found out that Abram was lying to him. Abram leaves Egypt, travels north into the Negev along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich. They continued traveling toward Bethel. Now, we've all, he already built an altar at Bethel. Why is he traveling toward Bethel intentionally? And they pitched their tents where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abram had built the altar, and there he worshiped the Lord again. Do you see it? Abram deliberately retraces his steps back to where he made a commitment to the Lord, a commitment maybe that he feels, look at I failed. You know, do you know this is so helpful at the beginning of a new year. Sometimes the best way to free ourselves up to go forward in the new year is to take care of some unfinished business from last year. To make things right with people or with God, you know, there's gonna be opportunity for you to just build an altar or go back to an altar that you've already built. You know, and I, I wish I could say now that, so Abram, he learned his lesson to download God's protection next time he had an anxiety attack, when he began to speculate about what could happen in his future, not so. Chapter 20, there's Abram again. He's going to see King Abimelech, and he lies about his wife. He tells Abimelech that his wife, Sarah, is his sister. See, see Abram struggled with this. I don't know what area that you struggle with. And maybe you were made a resolution about it last year and you find yourself making the same resolution this year because you're struggling with that area and you want to be free of it. And then so many times we beat ourselves up and say, oh God, I made that resolution or I wanted to change and I did well for a while stopping doing that destructive stuff or, or, or I was doing some good stuff over here and then I stopped doing it. And God, I'm, I'm sorry, but I guess I'm just, just not cut out for this Christian life. I just can't, can't seem to get it right. Listen, next weekend, Pastor Jonathan is going to be talking about how Jacob, in Genesis, wrestled with God. Not against God, with God, till he came to a place where it's just going to be good to see how we can wrestle to get to a place where we're free to fulfill God's purposes. But he got us talking, and I said, you know, there was a wrestler, 
that uh, a professional wrestler th that I led to Jesus when I pastored as a youth pastor here in Toronto. I think it was the early 80s or late 70s. And, uh, and uh, I, I never forget, he was called the Cuban assassin. And he had the hair and the, you know, he just was stocky, strong man. And uh, his real name was Frank Sebrensing. So we're trying to get a hold of you, Frank. So someone knows him, tell him we're trying to get a hold of him for an illustration next week. But uh, he's going to wrestle Pastor Jonathan. No, he's not. But he's, he, he, I'll never forget that Frank, when he gave his life to Christ, whenever I teach, he'd come up to the front for prayer again. And he'd just pray again and again. And then he'd always say to me when he was on the way out the door, he'd squeeze my hand tight <laughs> And, he, and he'd say, Pastor Keith, I'm going to keep going to the altar till I get it right. And I'd look at this big guy and I'd say, whatever you say, Frank. <laughs> I'm going to keep going to the altar till I get it right. I heard an interview with an um, Olympic champion, a skater. And the, the interviewer said, oh, let's go back to the beginning. How, how did you ever get started? How did you ever learn to skate? And they said, the same way I do it now, every time I fell down, I got up again. How did Abram become a champion in the arena of faith? The, the example that we look to, you know, the hall of fame, Hebrews 11, Abram's the dean of faith. How did he ever get to that place? You know what he did? Every time he fell down, he got up again. How about you and I just pray about that? For 2021, Lord, every time I fail, I'm going to return to the altar. I'm going to return to Bethel, and I'm going to get up again. Every, whenever I fail, I'll return to the altar and worship the Lord again. All right, his presence downloaded, his protection downloaded, productivity downloading his productivity. I'm glad to say this is something that Abram really got right, you know? And Jesus tells us, he says, if you'll remain in me and I remain in you, you're going to bear much fruit. You'll be very fruitful in this new year. As you, It's not so much, I guess, downloading fruitfulness as it is when we abide in Jesus. It's like what you're doing right now. You're live streaming this gathering. We live stream because Jesus said it's different from Abraham. In the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit. He's, he's with us. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The altar is our hearts. And we, and, and we live stream the presence of Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? But, but Abra, Abram really had productivity challenges that he overcame. All right? One was difficult people, and the other one was distraction of finances. Let's look at them both. All right? The... The difficult people, well, you could say he had a lot of them. He, a lot amounted to a lot. That nuisance nephew lot was like a plague on Abram's entire life. He was always helping, bailing him out, being good to him. He was just that relative that was on the take all the time and just would drain Abram. You know, here's the best way to understand Lot's philosophy of life, all right? There was a time where the, the, the livestock, their business was growing so much, the land could not sustain all of the animals as far as food. And so a Abram said, let's not have any quarreling between our employees over the land. You know, you choose whatever land you want, and I'll take what you don't want, you know, Abram, everything Lot has is because of the 
goodness and benevolence of his uncle Abraham. So even the blessing of God that he had was because of him. And yet, you know what Lot does? Lot chose for himself. That was his philosophy of life. That's his policy. I choose for myself. You know, and so I'll take the lush land, Uncle Abraham. You can have the leftovers. It's basically what he said. You know, why did Abraham do that? You know why? Because of his character. Listen to this. For Abram, it was more important to be right with people than to just be right. He lived by that. More important to be right with people than just to be right. You know, have you ever done that where you've just tried to do the right thing but ended up getting the short end of the stick? You get in the raw end of the deal and you think, man, I took one for the team. Team's moved on. No one even notices my contribution. My family or people in work, here I am. Here I am. Do you know what? God notices. Watch this. Watch what God does. It says, after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, look as far as you can see in every direction, north, south, east, and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron, and guess what he does? He builds another altar to the Lord. He's just saying, oh God, thank you. You even noticed what I did with Lot. To have your affirmation means more to me than anything, Lord. And, and he, it wasn't just the, this, the difficult people. It was the distraction of money. Abram was rich. And man, when he went in to rescue Lot, here he is again, rescue Lot from a king that had taken him captive, Abram ends up with all the plunder because the fleeing army left with all these possessions and all these goods. And then the king of Sodom tells Abram, he says, why don't you keep it for yourself? Keep for yourself, all of it. And Abram basically says, I don't want any income that I can't see the hand of God in. I only want in my life what God supplies. Oh, I love that attitude. How many can say, as you're moving into 2021, God give me no success that does not bring me closer and closer to you? That, that's Abram's attitude here. And then what, what does he do? He, he meets with King Melchizedek right at this time after victorious in the battle with all these possessions. And it says he tithed. That means he gave a tenth of all of the goods that he had recovered. How about you and I saying, when we are in heaven, we look back on 2021, we want to know that we, of every dollar that we took home, we gave God a tenth. We invested in his kingdom so others could be helped and hear the good news about Jesus. And so this is just a great time to say, I'm, you know, I may not be in a physical gathering giving, giving all the time, but I'm going to electronically or dropping it off at the church. I'm going to be doing what I can to invest in the kingdom of God, all the good that the the church does, even during a time of COVID. And so, Abram, he's basically saying, God, whatever success I experience, I'll use it to glorify you and bless people. How about you and I saying that? God, whatever success I experience in 2000, I, I use it to glorify you and to bless people. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure your heart has been troubled and shocked and saddened by the events of south of the border this past week. You know, there's so much could be said and so much that needs to be uncovered as to what was going on. But I have learned this as I've watched leadership wherever in the world. And 
every one of us impact people, and so it's a lesson for every one of us, even if we're not leading an organization or something or a country. And that is that, that yes, policy matters. Person, what they're trying to do, they can believe. Policy matters, but character matters. And if you just have policy that's good, but you don't have character, stuff's going to go off the rails. It's like Lot. Lot was a shrewd businessman. He chose for himself. It was all about his agenda. He, he knew how to make things happen for himself financially and, and, and build up his possessions, and it was all about him. Abraham, he says, God, I, I want to live for a higher purpose. I want to glorify you. And bless people. You know, it just has challenged my heart looking south of the border, looking around our world at leadership and just realizing that it's not just having a policy. It's we need to have character. And I've said, Jesus, may I not only reveal your truth and righteousness and say what's best for society and people. May I not only reveal your truth, but may I reveal your character in the way that I reveal your truth to help people see the beauty and the goodness and the sensibility of the ways of God. And when they see the love of Jesus in me, how many know they're more likely to listen to the truth of Jesus from me? Oh, may we all say, Lord, in 2021, whatever success I experience, I use it to glorify God and to bless people. Abram came to a place where he totally trusted God's purpose. <laughs> Man, I mean, we just admire that when God says, okay, I'm going to test you, Abraham, to take your only son, Isaac, the very one that, and the only way that my purposes in your life are going to be fulfilled, take and build an altar and surrender him to me. And you know what? Hebrews says that Abraham was so confident in trust, his trust of God that he said, even if my son dies, I know the Lord is going to raise him up. You can read that in Hebrews. You see, God's making sure, as he will for every one of us, that everyone in our life is safe. Every relationship we have is safe. And that, even, that we have something that even if we lose the people that we love in our life, we still have a relationship with him that is much deeper. In other words, every one of us needs to come to a place where we say, and it's good to say it over this new year, Lord, whoever I love, I'll love you more. Even if that person is gone from my life, that person that I love even the most, I'll still have you and a relationship with you in my life. Can I invite you now to pray about God's protection and presence, and his productivity in your life, you fulfilling his purposes this year, in a prayer time, I want you just to build, I want to invite you to build an altar right where you are today. You may be a, a teenager or a kid who's just saying, you know what, yeah, I'm following Jesus because I love him, what he did for me to cleanse me and give me a future. I, I'm following, yeah, I'm a young adult, I'm in these classes, but Lord, I'm going to build an altar. I'm going to find out what brilliant minds have to say about what I'm learning here. Minds who... Who, who know you and reveal you in what I'm studying. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a trial in this COVID time, Pastor Keith, and I'm, I'm just going to build an altar and say, Lord, I trust you more <laughs> to get me through this. 
then I trust in my way of getting through this. How many in relationships, you're just going to make things right because you trust the ways of the Lord more? Listen, whatever age or stage in life you are in, just say, Lord, I trust you. Whatever you have become, you're a different person than you were a year ago. Whatever you have become, just say, Lord, I build an altar right now. Can I lead you in a prayer where we just build an altar? You build one right where you are in your heart before the Lord. Lord, we're never going to have 2021 to do again. Help us to see it as an adventure where we download your presence, protection, productivity, and your purposes in our life, Lord. So Lord, this year, whenever... Wherever we pitch our tent, wherever we're at, even right now, we're building an altar. And just go ahead and do that now. Just if it helps you, just open your hands and surrender to the Lord. You just do it. God, I just surrender. I surrender what I'm going through. The people in my life, the difficult people, the, the financial situation, the trials, I just, the successes, I just surrender them all to you right now. I give you the glory. And Lord, whenever I fail, and I'm going to fail this year, Lord, but I, when I fail, I'm going to return to the altar <laughs> and worship you again. I'm going to move on until I get it right before you, Lord. And whatever success I experience, I'm going to use it to glorify you and to help people, Lord. And whoever I love, Lord, I love you more. Thank you, Lord, that I can anticipate going into a new year as an adventure with a God that's going to download blessing upon my life and direct me into everything I need for this year. Thank you for doing that for me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live. We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time. Thank you.